welcome to the Non-Woke Coach Podcast, the show that celebrates success without the woke. Each episode features successful people who have embraced their true nature as free, independent, exceptional beings with the capacity for well-being, rather than accepting the victimhood mindset of the woke agenda. I'm your host, Ellen McCarthy, and I'm glad you've tuned into this episode. In this episode, it's an honor to be joined by a first-generation American, U.S. Army Special Operations Combat Veteran, business owner, speaker, and best-selling author. Please join me in welcoming Magda Khalifa, author of the inspiring memoir, American Dream, Discipline, Resilience, Endurance, Adaptability, and Mentorship to Succeed and Win in Life. Magda, thank you so much for being here. Great to be here, Ellen. Thank you very much. Magda, your inspiring story was really tied to 9-11. Could you tell us about that a little bit and, and let, for any of my audience who don't know you and don't know your, your inspiring American dream story, please tell us about that. Sure. So everybody has something in their life that is a catalyst for, for the change of the trajectory in their lives. Um, I was married and uh, in the 90s, uh, living in the New York City area, working in the New York City area and um, living a, a prosperous life, if you will, very promising life. And uh, life was good, you know, in the 90s. And uh, of course, you know, one day woke up and the world had changed, literally. Uh, my husband at the time, we're, we're not married anymore, but who I was married to, he worked on the 101st floor of uh, World Trade Center One. He wasn't there that day. They had three different locations, but unfortunately lost, you know, 177 coworkers. And obviously we all know the turn of events that, that happened that day when America was attacked. So living through all of that just was a, a game changer for me. And I knew I needed to do something. So I left my career of uh, being in what we call, you know, IT professional, which was information technology professional back then. That was the term. Um, but uh, I was a tech person, you know, I basically worked the, the gamut of the industry back then, but said goodbye to that and joined the U.S. Army. That is so brave. And I, when we were talking before the podcast, I think I shared with you that I, I worked in, in Tower 2 of uh, the World Trade Center and I, I was there on 9-11. And I'm just so, I'm having trouble with words to express how grateful I am to, to you and to those who, who signed up and, and really uh, stepped up for America to fight the enemy. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Alan. And so many people stepped up and, and that's the thing. Our, you know, everybody who was old enough to live through it remembers the unity that we had in our country and the brave efforts of the first responders and so many others who were involved in the immediate, you know, days and aftermath of, of that terrible attack and um, in the years afterward and the years since uh, in the global war on terror. So, there was that was an all-out effort, you know, on behalf of everybody who's who remembers that day and decided to do something about it, whether it was that day or a few days later or in the years ahead. But that was definitely a game changer for our country. No, absolutely. And 
when you came back, you, you faced some challenges. Uh, I'm interested in hearing about that because I love celebrating the success of especially American women in this day and age when women are being erased by the woke agenda. It's so good to to really celebrate the how other women have have overcome the challenges. So tell us a little bit about when you came back from your two, it's two tours of, of service in Iraq, right? Yes, yes, yes. I served uh, 2004 and then 2006 to 2007. So when I returned home and got off of active duty, that was a real challenge. That was, you know, walking into an unknown area that I had not thought about in advance. What now? What next? And what's going on? Because that's when the health issues started to kick in. You know, it was different when you were there, you know, every day, like bad things happen, but you just continue mission. You just keep driving on. And now it was like, come home and, and now what, you know, what are you going to do? And this is something that a lot of veterans face even today. And, but certainly back then, because everything happened so quickly, of course, you know, nobody saw this coming, but there weren't resources necessarily in place that maybe exist today. Um, talking about from, you know, on, on all aspects, you know, we didn't have the, the nonprofits that understood what were some of the challenges and health issues that, uh, we as service members were facing, you know, after serving in those theaters, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, also Horn of Africa, um, Southeast Asia. I mean, there were a lot of different, um, you know, operations going on at all times and obviously continue till today. But the whole point is I came home now, what, now what, you know, I'm separated from, the people I served with, um, and then I could not connect and relate to this world, the civilians. It's almost like being, you know, I was in a vacuum for a few years and came out of this vacuum. Now what, what do you do? How, you know, you look at the climate around you, the, the world's progressed and changed and, and moved on. But, in, you know, in many ways you're like, well, I'm, I'm changed. I, I'm different now, you know, and that's not a bad thing, but you're trying to figure out, like, let's say you're, you know, you started off as a, a circle and now you're a square and you're trying to find your peg on the pegboard and how to fit in with society. And that, that really was the challenge, you know, trying to, trying to figure that out. I will add as, as a woman, you know, I was part of, um, along with my sister veterans, you know, who, who joined and, and served and deployed in those early years of, of the war, we were, really the, you know, the first wave, if you will, of, um, or mass wave of women who were out there in combat operations doing a variety of jobs. And so, okay, that's fine. You know, so we came back, but like, we didn't have each other, you know, we weren't organized. So there were probably a different set of issues that as a woman you deal with that you didn't have answers for. So you have to figure it out. You had to, you know, there wasn't somebody I could call who had been through it two years prior and kind of had some some wisdom or some advice or that I could look up to and see what she was doing to, you know, to uh, assimilate back into the next chapter in life, you know. So I had to figure it out. So I did. I mean, it took a while, but I did. And I think I did so successfully over the course of a long period of time, which is one of the reasons I wrote the book. Um, not just for, you know, the military or for veterans or for anybody who's been to war or for women, you know, for anybody who's been through any kind of struggle where you come to a point where you have to figure your way forth, 
that's not a bad thing because I believe God puts you where you need to be. And I can accept the fact that, yeah, I lost a lot of years of my life playing small and being, you know, reclusive and suffering in silence. And I understand the reasons why I became that way or, you know, was that way, but I was able to reverse that because I wanted to change and I never gave up on that. And I never hit that easy button to turn to, um, we'll say drugs, alcohol, prescription medications, anything like that to escape what I was experiencing, uh, be it physical or in my mind, you know, like I, I just refused to do that. That to me was not an option. So as a result, you know, you, you create this, uh, these conditions where, you know, with a high bar that have to be met. And guess what I did? I, I met those and I exceeded those. I pushed through. I didn't let life take control of me. I mean, it did initially, but then I learned how to take control of life right back. And your story is so inspiring. In the book, you talk about when you came back home, you experienced some challenge, not only with, with the Marine, your husband, but with your, your family, with your parents. So um, how did you work through that? Because, you know, we can all go through, it doesn't have to be the change of coming back from war, but we all go through changes in our lives and we're on our own path. And like you, you said, nobody has control over you, but you, unless you let them. So, so tell us a little bit about, about that and, and maybe a, a little bit about your background um, at growing up of the child of immigrants in New Jersey and how, how, that, how that was for you and set the foundation. I, in the book, you talk about your parents telling you, you can be anything you want to be. My parents told me that too, and it's all, I, I'm an adopted child, so it always resonates with me. And when I hear somebody else's parents tell them that, it's just the connection there. So our, our audience and, and I am interested in, in your experiences there. Sure. So, you know, my father was the one who, who um, set the bar high and, and, you know, he would say things. And I talked about this in the book. He said, look, I came over here to this country when I was 30. You were born here. You have no excuses. You can achieve, do anything you want to do. So I got that message early on. And my mom, she was the, the one who set the, the, the tone, if you will. Like, you know, she was in no excuses, take responsibility, personal accountability type of person. So the combination of the messaging from both of them kind of made me who I was. And um, so ironically, when, you know, when I did come home, yes, I, I got a divorce. So that settled that issue. I mean, that was, you know, um, in the works and, and whatnot while I was deployed. And, and so that resolved that. Um, but as far as, you know, people talk about support networks and, you know, one would think the family of, uh, you know, person who deployed would be supportive and they, they were in some ways, but in, in the ways that I needed them to be, they, they weren't. And I don't blame them for that because I don't think they knew how to be. So I'll take responsibility for that, but I probably could not articulate, um, how I needed them to be for me. But in all honesty, even if I did, I, I don't think they would have, um, uh, been there for me. So I, I had to figure things out on my own. So again, going back to the way I was raised, like personal responsibility, you have a problem, you fix it yourself. 
you know, don't look to others to fix things for you. That existed. And I think that's a bit of what gave me the impetus to keep driving forth, even in the worst days. It's like, gotta fix it. Gotta fix it yourself. Like you cannot rely on anybody else to fix your problems. Like nobody can fix your problems. You have to fix them yourself. And I think that acceptance of realizing that um, is so important for anybody that's going through any challenge that wants to move past the challenge and not play victim to the challenge, you know. Now, did I instantly have answers? Of course not. Like I said, it, it was about a 10-year journey to discover them, but because I was open to finding them, um, maybe not actively pursuing that in the beginning, but but I knew if something presented, you know, if an, the right opportunity presented itself for me to get out of my rut, out of my situation, I would certainly go after it. So it's just that shift in thinking that really sets you up for success or failure. You know, I think, or I know at this point in life, we have to go through the process. We have to go through the pain. We have to go through the suffering sometimes for a bigger reason that may not be revealed to us right away. But at the same point, you have to d determine, you know, as I wrote in the book, are you fixed minded? Or are you growth minded? Like, do you want to accept that, you know, you may need to change something about yourself or you, about what you're doing? Or are you just going to just stay in your little box and do what you've always done and not change? You know, so that little shift, um, which again, I, you know, I credit my parents for giving me that, that seed, if you will, while I was growing up as a child, um, while I was impressionable. So even though in this, you know, in my story, you know, like they weren't there for me in the way I needed them when I came back from war and got divorced and, you know, they sided with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And <laughs> I was so alone, you know, I was just like, what do I do? You know, who, who, what do you do? You know, like there was, I don't know, you know, um, I made it through. So boom, that's success. And that's again, yeah. another reason I share this story to show, Hey, you could do it. Like, you know, and, and, and that applies across the board, no matter what the struggle is, you know, so if someone's been through something even much worse than anything happened, like, like if somebody has been through abuse, you know, or, um, you know, just, a, just mistreatment of that kind, you know, sure. It's, it's horrible. It's terrible. But, and yes, you were, you know, victimized at, at those moments, but how are you going to take control of that and take control of your life and not let that hold you back from leading the best life you are meant to be leading and, and potentially more than likely becoming a person you never even imagined, you know, um, and that's powerful. And that's something, you know, obviously we're not taught about it in school and, you know, how many, I, I don't know, I'm not a parent, but like, I don't know you know how many parents are at that point where they could articulate that and teach that to their children. I mean, a lot of great parents out there, but that message is not necessarily emphasized or made clear to people that, Hey, you're going to go through something in your life at some point, right? At some point, you're probably not going to see it coming. It's probably going to rock your world. And you're going to look around and realize you're alone. You have no support potentially, you know, or the people that want to support and help you through this are not able to, for whatever reason, you're going to have to depend on yourself. And that innate capability of solving problems for yourself is invaluable. So that's, that's something we all have the capability within ourselves, but you have to tap into it. And the sooner people realize that, um, 
you know, the better off they're going to be. And it sets you up for success in any other challenge you go through in life, right? When you go through anything rough, right? And you come through it, you have more confidence. You have confidence in your ability to take control of the situation. You have confidence in what your capability is and what you are capable of doing and how you're able to handle things. So for people who have an easy life, you know, I feel bad for them because they haven't been tested yet. So to those people who maybe fit in that category and are hearing this message now, I would say seek discomfort, you know, go out there and do something that is going to challenge you and see how you respond. And so what if you fail, like just keep going, keep growing really is the message. And for those that have hit that point where they've encountered something that totally rocks their world and they're still going through it. Well, hopefully this message resonates that I have been there too. And it may not be overnight. In fact, it probably won't be overnight, but trust the process, keep your faith, and you'll be able to go through it and emerge victorious in the end. I totally agree. When I talk with, um, actually in my life, I talk about the pivot and, you know, you encounter those, those challenges, those things that just come at you and you just take a breath and, and actually you can appreciate them for having you realize, Hey, I don't want to feel this way. I want to feel this way. And how do I get there? And that's the pivot. And it all comes that from, I talk about connecting, defining and pivoting, connecting with, with God, with your creator. If, if you don't believe in God with just whatever you believe in as your, your higher source and who you truly are, we're all made in the image of our, in the likeness of our creator. That's our true nature. And then defining who you are and what you want and what feels good to you. And then that pivot, releasing what doesn't feel good to you and what doesn't serve you and pivoting back to connection and defining and refining. So it's, 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 I think it's the same message. And you talk in your book about the freedom triangle and, and what that is. So I'm interested in your sharing with, with the audience a little more about the freedom triangle. So that's the framework that I present to people that encapsulated what I went through and identified as the three main areas that I needed to fix within my life to fix my problems and emerge and finally find the pinnacle of freedom triangle, which encompasses personal control of your life, personal freedom for what held you back in the past and a sense of inner peace from all of that as well. So regardless of the turmoil <clears throat> that, <clears throat> that you, you know, find yourself in, once you find that freedom triangle, you can get through it. It's like, it's there and you know, it's there and it's not going anywhere. And you found it yourself. No one delivered, delivered it or served it to you. So freedom triangles based on three points, time, freedom, health, freedom, and mind freedom. And without these three things in place, you're not going to be able to get to that place of finding that inner peace and personal freedom and having true control of your life and yourself, you know? And when I say true control, I mean, obviously we, we, we don't know what challenges the next day is, is going to bring, but if you know who you are, you legitimately know who you are and you understand that thoroughly better than anyone else. And you're you know, very well aware of it. You're going to get through anything because you know exactly what you're going to do. And that's powerful. 
No, it's so impact. It's so empowering and powerful and impactful. I think so many of us get stuck in the comfort of the victimhood and the complaining and talking. Oh, I've gone through this and this and this and this and this, and you just get get stuck and com- like comfortable in your discomfort. And you don't realize that you can get yourself out of it through something like the freedom triangle or connect, define, and pivot. But you you just get stuck in the comfort of discomfort. Well, well, that's a choice. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's a choice. You, and and you know, people are either gonna choose, hey, I'm gonna stay stuck and I'm gonna wait and hope that someone's gonna solve things for me, or they could be the kind of person that's gonna seek to solve it themselves, like we said. But I think, mm-hmm. no, the, the impact of your book is that they may not realize that they have a choice. So your story and your inspiration shows them, yeah, you can choose to get out of it. You know? Exactly, and that's what I mentioned, like nobody, you know, this isn't really taught, you know, it's not a message that's really, but I, but I think it should be now because the world's changed. There's no question the past. I wrote yeah, the book, yeah. published it October, 2019. Um, what, six months later, the world changed tremendously in a way that, you know, just, it just defined, um, you know, a time period in history, right? And we've seen the fallout and the continual, uh, continuous um, fallout, if you will, from that change. And uh, a lot has been revealed as well. <clears throat> and then couple that with technology and the integration of technology in our lives and how much that has been a factor, good, bad, or indifferent in all of this. But the world is a lot different than when you and I grew up. And for anyone that can remember, you know, as an adult, um, the years before, right? Like totally different, you know? So that being said, it's, I'm, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, by publishing that book, you know, and looking at the timestamp of it, October, 2019, like, I, yes, I will say it does serve as a primer to folks who yeah. are maybe coming of age now, now they're adults or young adults and they're lost. And I get it. I get well, they're, why they're lost and it's not their fault. You know, it's environment conditions um, that are out there and look at the challenges that they're contending with far different than what we had to contend with, you know, growing up. And so I'm glad I wrote it. I'm glad I wrote it because it's there and it can help serve as a guide for anyone that finds themselves in that situation where they, again, went through something or are going through something. They don't know how to get out of it. They can't relate to anyone or find anyone or for whatever reason, you know, to, to give them some guidance and advice and uh, for any number of reasons, right. But they know that they don't want to stay in, you know, stuck where they're at right now. So here's something that can help, something that can serve them. No, it's great. And you talked about in, in the book and, and here how you, you left behind a, a profitable, comfortable life to join the army. And now you've started Triangle Fragrance, right? So you're an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, a successful businesswoman, and you talk about your mentors in the book. So tell us a more about your, your Made in the USA Modern Luxury Fragrance, Triangle Fragrance. 
-hmm. and your journey to, to being who you are now and living the, the best life you can. So the reason I started Triangle Fragrance is because shortly after publishing the book and introducing Freedom Triangle to the world, I realized not everybody's going to read a book or get through to the end to, to really capture the value there. And I believe in it so much. So um, I realized I needed a physical product and I, it had to be something for men and for women, something that could ultimately serve people worldwide, a physical product that could introduce people to the power of Freedom Triangle. And if they wanted to dig further, they can always go back and read the book. They can listen to these podcasts or whatever the case is, right? They could seek more, you know, um, that could be a launching ground for their growth journey. So that's where I came up with the idea of triangle fragrance, luxury scents for men and for women. Now, each of the bottles have a triangle fragrance collector's card, and that specifically ties in with a point in the freedom triangle. So the idea is, you know, someone will wake up, they'll spray the scent, then they'll read the card, a beautiful collector's card. Maybe they put it in their wallet. Maybe they put it in their bathroom mirror by their coffee machine, but it's there for them. And the scents are long lasting. So coincidentally, you know, as they go throughout the day, maybe, maybe they'll start associating these scents with the statements, the affirmations on the card that are not just pretty affirmations. I mean, it's a deep story. It's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. And most people are surprised how interconnected all of this is. It's very intentional. So, but I understand, you know, the mind of people, you know, like I understand, like maybe if I was introduced to a book that could have helped me back in 2007, when I came back from war and was at my lowest point, I would have started reading it, but I may not have gotten to the end of it, you know? So you know, fragrance, it's designed, not everybody wears it every day, but if they so choose, they can, they can wear it at any time, day or night, you know, spray your pillow before you go to sleep, whatever the case is, you know? Um, and I realize not everything's going to connect with everyone, but here's just a different creative, but intentional way of serving others, the power of freedom triangle. So I launched the business, um, January, 2020, so just a few months after the book came out. And that's what I've been consumed with for the past four years. Uh, this is a four-year anniversary. Building, building a, uh, a retail, luxury retail brand, mind you, uh, in, in a very interesting time. You know, so it was, it literally launched. I was living in the New York City area at the time. And, you know, two months later, lockdown, like severe lockdown. I was on the Hudson River looking outside and I couldn't believe how clear the skies were over New York city. And I lived in that area, you know, grew up there it, because there was no movement, no traffic, everything was locked down. And I, I knew I had to get out of that area because, um, how could you build a business and thrive? Um, and my, for my, for my health and, and well-being, um, I needed to move on. So I did relocate to Florida, uh, later on that year, but, uh, that was, that was, you know, an external challenge, but I had already found my freedom triangle. So I knew what I needed to do. And that's what I let guide me. And it made a difficult decision easy, you know, or clear. I had clarity, which happens to be the name of one of my sons. Um, so that being said, yes, that's what I've been working on. And, you know, bring, bringing the value, the power of freedom triangle to people worldwide through the power of freedom triangle infused into these beautiful scents through the story, through the collector's card, 
it's all tied in. That, that's absolutely great and inspiring. And there's there's four fragrances altogether, two for men, two for women. Is that and right? Two, and two unisex. There are two unisex okay. scents. The blue line uh, has peace, which stands for inner peace, and freedom, which stands for personal freedom. Again, the pinnacle of the freedom triangles, mind, free, um, yeah, mind freedom. So you have inner peace and personal freedom. So it literally takes you through the journey. The red line ties to time freedom. The white line ties through health freedom. And then the blue line ties to mind freedom. So it's all very deliberate and intentional. And as people learn more about Freedom Triangle and study it and apply it in their lives, it, it all makes sense, pun intended. <laughs> and congratulations on the four-year anniversary. It, that's that's just awesome. You, you posted... A, a few days ago about your mentorship and how the success of your business and how it's it's grown so so talk a little bit of, about that because I, I just applaud you for for being so successful with something that you're so passionate about and that's helping so many people well I'm, I, it's not that i'm passionate about fragrance i'm passionate about freedom okay. and yes given the, the world we live in right now it could be taken on many levels but freedom is important, but really freedom triangles about personal freedom, because if you don't have that, it doesn't matter if you're a free person in a, in a Western country or you're a, a not so free person in, um, you know, a, a less than free country elsewhere. Right. It doesn't matter if you don't have that personal freedom, something is you're going to be a slave to something that's holding you back. So that's the the bottom line you know it's ultimately about personal freedom so um so i started having mentors uh you know or allowing mentors to, to you know myself to listen to mentors business mentors um probably about seven eight seven eight years ago now and the most impactful person has been grant cardone who um i guess it's been about five years now i started listening to him and it connected with me because what he says he doesn't mince words and it makes sense. And while a lot of it is, you know, business fundamentals and advice, you know, to obviously he's very, you know, super successful. So I'm going to listen there. Um, and I've applied that in my business, but it's also to the, um, what I find, what, what I'm attracted to is the fact that a lot of it is also based upon um, personal fundamentals of how, you know, to view things in life. And I think that's very important. Um, and I had already kind of arrived at that point. So I'm in alignment with what he talks about. So from a business standpoint, um, when I entered his ecosystem, I did not have uh, this business. In fact, I did not even have the book. I, I was still a very, very, very private person. You know, I had not shared my story. And I, I talk about in the book how, you know, I went through and you know, Pete Vargas, the stage whisperer brought it out in me. And um, I realized no one said go write a book, but I realized I needed to do that. I needed to start off with the story. Like I had so much to share and there was value and I could serve others. So that was a huge mind shift. And I felt the best way to deliver it was through the book. And then boom, as soon as I finished the book, I'm, it became clear soon afterwards that I needed to take this to the next level and bring people to the message in the book freedom triangle, finding your freedom triangle through the power of product. So that's an example of how having, you know, being in the right mindset and having the right mentors that are 
you know, uh, reinforcing these, these fundamentals, right. About getting through life and being successful. And when I say successful, I'm not talking about like, oh, you are a business owner and, or an employee and you're wealthy. I'm not saying that I'm saying, you know, successful in life as in you have control of your life, you know, because you can find a, a poor person who has that control of their life. And I guarantee they have more peace than someone who is wealthy and just has to come to things that do not control their lives. You know, so we see that all the time, right? Um, so one feeds into the other. So yeah, he's been uh, very influential to me. And then of course his, his partner, uh, Brandon Dawson, again, from the business standpoint, you know, like I know what I need to focus on, what I need to prioritize. And as a result of that, um, I've been able to grow a triangle fragrance and, uh, you know, my, my graphs, my graph lines go up, you know, for uh, top line revenue and net sales. And that's important because that shows the health of a business. Now, granted, it's still small. I'm still a solopreneur. I don't take a paycheck. I am in debt, you know, all those things apply, but my business is growing and the stats show that, you know, and that's really an indicator of doing things correctly. Absolutely. And one thing that resonated, another thing that resonated from, from your book is when you talk about mentors, mm -hmm. it's not just, a lot of people feel like, well, a mentor will come into my life. No, you went out there and you found mentors. It's that taking control again. I, I, yes, and I mean, I, it, that's important. You know, the, right, the right ones may appear in the process of you doing something, you know, because it's like when you're looking for your first home, for instance, you know, all of a sudden now you start noticing the for sale signs where before you never really paid attention to that. Yeah. Um, so they may have always been there and you just didn't know it. But now that you're actively seeking whatever it is, you know, growth. I was seeking growth. I wasn't seeking a mentor. I was seeking growth. But in the process of seeking growth and solving my own problems, the mentors appeared. <laughs> yep. As, uh, <laughs> uh, Jared Glant, he's a president of um, Cardone Enterprises. That's when, when the student is ready, the mentor will appear. And it's true. It's so true. Yep. I was finally ready because years before I wasn't ready. I was still working on other parts of myself that needed to be worked on. So. Yeah. When, when you're ready, you attract what you want. You really do. When you have that, that, oh, that mindset, that positive mindset, that abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. And it really, it just, it does, it manifests. So. 100%. Well, Magda, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be on the podcast today. I absolutely love sharing the, the success of patriotic women and how you shared your, the challenges that you've overcome and the success. I always talk about success as achieving a desired outcome. Like you said, it, it doesn't have to mean great wealth and power. It can, but mm -hmm. it doesn't. It's just really what you want to achieve. And um, you, you are a true American success story. Uh, our audience can find your fragrances at trianglefragrance.com. Yes. They can get your book at um, AmericanDreamTheBook.com. Mm -hmm. And they can connect with you at MagdaKhalifa.com and on Instagram and X, formerly Twitter. Did I get it all? Yes. Thank you, Ellen. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. And I've enjoyed connecting with you as well.
me to uh, thank you so much for making the time. That's it for this episode of the Non-Woke Coach Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Please follow the show on your favorite podcast listening platform so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it, please sign up to our email list at linktree backslash coach, where you can also download free success resources and learn more about my private coaching packages. I'm Ellen McCarthy, the Non-Woke Coach, and until next time, keep embracing your true successful nature.